So when you work alone, three things happen, right? Maybe you're doing a side hustle, maybe it's a business, maybe it's a project that you're doing over and on top of your normal job. But in any event, there's three things that are really important. So the first one, of course, is you need to identify your dress code, right? If you're maybe at a home office, you're going to a co-working space, you're sitting down at the kitchen table to do your thing, what's the deal? Is it pajamas? Do you dress up? What's the story, right? And for anyone who's done any work on their own, trying to create something, you'll know exactly what I mean here, right? So personally, I have a kind of uniform. It's super boring, a few different things I'll wear. And it's a super narrow band, right? It makes it really easy. But if I relax too much away from this, then I'm doomed as well. Basically, the resistance comes in, I procrastinate. I just feel too casual. The work doesn't get done. So over the years, you start to tune into this kind of thing, right? Now, the second thing you need to understand is that by choosing to do this thing on your own, you've just signed up to work for a crazy boss, right? And then third, the last thing is you need to understand that you've also hired a really haywire staff member. I know this sounds a little crazy, it's a little wild, but hear me out because this is the number one thing that divides the small business owners that I've worked with who do really well and those who don't, right? And it's super important. What we're going to talk a little bit about here is this concept of personal agreements, concept of how we choose to work with ourselves, right? So... Now, if I sit down to work tomorrow, to do my work tomorrow morning, I'm hiring myself to do that work, right? I could hire someone else, but I'm hiring myself, okay? When I sit down to do my work tomorrow morning, I'm also signing up to work for myself, right? It goes both ways. So firstly, let's have a look. If I'm going to work for myself, right, I'm choosing me this guy, John, as my boss. Now, this guy's a little crazy. He's going to make me do super long hours. He's going to make me do work that I probably shouldn't be doing and I probably should be outsourcing. He's going to be super hard on me with short deadlines. He might not even speak to me very well. In fact, I know sometimes that he doesn't. And I've worked with a lot of crazy and pretty average bosses before, but this guy, he might trump them all. I reckon. So secondly, we need to look at the employee, the staff member who I'm hiring. So on a good day, this guy, he's intentional. He's on time. He executes well. He takes feedback really well. But on some of the other days or other times, his he, he's average, right? His reason gets in the way. He, it sounds like excuses. He's got the story. He runs all the time, he wants to go to the beach, he wants to play small, he wants to go do some training, generally wants to do anything besides the hard work that needs to be done. So I could work for someone else or I could hire someone else and this is where an external agreement normally would come in, like a contract, right? 
But if you're listening to this and you're wanting to create something on your own or you're like me or you're looking to even do something on the side for yourself, we don't have this. You, you are looking at what are called personal agreements, a set of agreements that you're making with yourself right? As the boss, as the employee, one in the same. It's a personal agreement. So for better or worse, you're choosing to invest in yourself to follow your own path. And this set of personal agreements comes in. As you can see here, you can probably start to see, this is why I say so often that small business is, yeah, the single best way to not just serve the people you love and to grow financially and contribute to the culture, but to grow as a human as well. Because this level of self-awareness that these self that these agreements with self that the way you treat yourself take to understand this level of self-awareness is significant right and this is where it gets really tricky for a lot of people now we know when we're on the clock for someone else when we sign up we sign a contract we agree to a job that we can we can be a great employee we can be what you know Seth Godin would call a linchpin They've set some rules for us. Things hold us accountable. There's a group of people in there, a team. There's a structure. There's a framework. Maybe there's no phones allowed at certain times. There's a start time. There's a finish time. There's someone telling us what to do. And we love this stuff because this kind of program or framework allows us to switch off a little bit of our awareness. It allows us just to show up and do the work. And Maybe we get to turn up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Maybe we're even a little bit tired. Maybe we watched too much Netflix the night before, whatever. But we, we know we have to bring the energy anyway, right? We need to bring this right attitude because we signed up for it. So when we're serving the people in this normal job, we act a certain way, right? Yeah, maybe we don't feel good. Maybe we're tired. But we agree to feel good, right? We agree to bring this attitude and to have the right attitude as we get the work done, right? We've signed this agreement, this contract. So for a lot of people, when we go the other way, say we're hiring ourselves, we're doing our own thing, something happens. There's this glitch that kicks in and the glitch exists between the idea, the thing we want to create and actually getting it done. They get distracted they don't follow through, they're frustrated with themselves, it's negative self-talk, they fight with all sorts of hacks and tactics and apps on the phones to try to feel sharper and more effective and more efficient, more productive. It's a minefield. Really though, what we're gonna find out today is that it comes back to these agreements, these ways that we, we look at ourselves. Now, I can tell you, as I mentioned before, out of all the small business owners, coaches, practitioners, people that I've worked with, the single biggest factor that dictates whether they reach their goals and get where they want to go is A, their conviction, their belief, the sense of personal power, this kind of solar plexus, this belief in themselves that they can do this, and then their ability to take action, right? Not just to listen to something, not just to watch a video and feel good about taking action, but actually taking action, right? Making the calls, going and doing the work. Now, when you think about the drivers for these two characteristics, it's not necessarily, you know, this concept of energy all the time. It's the approach, right? It's the attitude. 
And this attitude, how we think about the thing, our posture as we go into it, influences the actions that we take. So this gap that gets created for a lot of these business owners, freelancers, practitioners, when they go out and do their own thing, is a really critical one to address. It's again, this concept of grow as a human, grow as a business, because it's all coming back to self, to this ability to do this stuff on our own effectively, right? So let's play with this little bit of a, a mind exercise, a bit of a flip, a thought experiment, I guess. Let's play with some of these rules of engagement or agreements that we can create. What we're going to do is we're going to act as if, right? What happens if we act as if we're working for someone else? Oh, yeah, we're working for ourselves. We're doing this project, blah, blah, blah. Now let's forget that. Let's act as if, right? We're working for someone else, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to start out with a bit of an audit. Okay, so when you go into a, into a job interview, you got to work for someplace, you're checking it out, right? You look in the website, you go into the space, you're looking around the space. Do you trust the space? Do you feel comfortable in the space? Do you feel like you could, you know, be powerful in this space? Or is it a dungeon, right? Is it all blockaded up and no windows and no plants? What's the space, right? Like this is the audit, right? When you go to work on your own idea, your project, your new startup, whatever it is, this you need to recognize that although you're not going to someone else's office, this is serious business. This is something that is serious. People, you can you can go far here and you can end up on, out on the street. You know, I'm probably not really for most people listening, but you can you can go far or you can get really stuck. This is not just it's not just play, right? So knowing that this is serious business when you go to do engage on this in this thing on your own, uh, this order is important because what we're doing is looking at this personal workspace where we're going to do our work, how we're going to execute. Um, and we're giving it some weight as if we're going to work for someone else because we know that our environment is powerful, right? So let's extend this idea of the audit, right? Let's, let's look at how we actually think about this work, right? So let's audit a little bit of our own selves, a bit of our mindset you know, not just the environment we go to work in, but how we think about it. Are we walking into this environment as if we're going to a job, as if we're going to get work done, or are we just sitting on the couch, right? So this is super important just to reflect at the moment how you're thinking about this thing that you're engaging in. You might be five years in, 10 years in, you might be just starting out and wanting to do something if you're kind of sitting down on the bed to do a little bit of work and got some coffees and some cat and you know we're going to the cafe and chipping away you know tap 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 on the keyboard a little bit in between a few piccolos you're probably not going to really get where you want to go based on what i've seen right it's serious now does your environment feel serious i'm not saying serious in the context of not fun not playful but just like the real deal, right? Is it legit? So you've got this audit going on, right? We get to look at um, 
we get to look at the environment we get to look at how we're approaching this thing we get to look at the staff the person who you know this is us of course but we get to look at how this person walks into their workspace and really reflect on how we're viewing this stuff now we also get to look at the boss right so what happens when we act as if we're working for an impeccable boss we've done the order on the environment and we're going to look at this boss which of course is us and we're going to pretend that this is someone who's impeccable right this is like this guy or woman has integrity they have strong values they're on time and we're going into work for this person all right so you're heading into work today tomorrow morning to clock in for this boss that has integrity compassion strong work ethic how would that feel and how does that sit with you relative to how you normally look at yourself right how does that feel for you to sit down and get to work for this person of course this is you right but we're acting as if here what does that contrast feel like the boss that you look up to your mentor the person you want to be like right how would it feel to work for a boss that treats their employees well and rewards their innovation and their dedication, consistency, and persistence, right? Pretty cool, huh? So we can, we can look at how we're showing up for ourselves in this new light. We've got the environment. We start to take the environment seriously. We set kind of the tone around how we want to feel in this space, how we want to show up in this space. Maybe we tweak a little bit around where we're actually doing the work and how we set it up. Then we can look at this concept of the boss and almost create this archetype, right? Create this vision. This person was showing up for work and how we we're gonna how we're gonna um, how we're gonna view them, right? How we're gonna appreciate them, which of course is ourselves, but how we're gonna how we'd really like to look at this person, how we'd like to feel around our boss. Now, <clears throat> you guessed it, the next bit is what happens when we flip the other side? What happens when we look at this person that we're going to hire, the employee? And this one's really powerful, I found personally, right? Because the thing is, you get to look at the work and you get to look at the work a little bit more objectively, right? So... You know, maybe the work is washing a car, right? When you just wash the car, you're just washing the car. When you wash the car and you look at the job that's done, you bring the feedback as if you owned the car washing service and you look at how well this person washed the car. You're looking for misses. You're looking for where they did a good job, where they did a poor job. How does it feel? How's the end result? And we can look at this stuff super objectively. So a lot of times people will, you know, send me something for feedback, show me something, and we'll look at it together. And one of the questions I'll ask is, well, how does it feel for you to look back through this work as if you're the end user? You know, let's pretend we're the client, the customer, the audience. We're going through this website you've just tweaked or going through the social media posts that you're doing that you say aren't performing. How does it feel, right? And it's the same thing. It's like as if we're the boss, you know, 
we're looking at this work. And so when we when we when we consider the type of employee that we want, this is the door that it opens up. It gives us a more objective view of the work. Now, when we hire this person, who do we want to hire? So we talked about feedback there, but that's not the only thing, right? We want to hire someone perhaps who works, arrives to work on time, who does what they say, who has respect for their boss and their coworkers and their colleagues, who executes their work with intent from the beginning of the day through till the end of the workday. What happens for you when you choose to hire this person, right? So this podcast has got out on a Sunday, but what happens if you choose to hire this person next week? How does that change your work, right? Someone who agrees to not let their emotions get the best of them. Someone who agrees to turn up and feel great doing the work, just like they would if they were going to work for somebody else, right? What happens when both your boss and employee agree to set a framework for feedback, right, on the work? What happens when both your boss and your employee agree to set time aside to move into communion, to relate well with each other, right, to come to their centers? pretty crazy huh so the thing is of course right we're human there's all these energetic ebbs and flows and that's cool that's fine but what we're talking about here is the attitude piece the agreements how we agree to show up how we agree to speak to ourselves how we agree to work the tone we choose to bring into our work even though we work for ourselves right? And this is the gap for most small business owners, practitioners, coaches. They can do the work. They can come up with the ideas. This is all the easy part. They know how to set up a business name and a company name and, you know, market and do all these things. They know the skill set. And if they don't, they can find the information. But what the, the gap lies in how we're treating ourselves, how we're speaking to ourselves, how we're considering ourselves, how we're considering our work and this trap that can get created because there's nobody else here, right? There's nobody else to hold you accountable. There's nobody, there's no team, there's no buy-win that the company, you know, sets. There's no board of directors. There could be no structure in the work that you do and you have to bring all of this yourself. So the crazy thing is for a lot of people, when they work themselves, they, they bring an attitude that they simply wouldn't accept from an employee or a boss, right? And I know because I'm in conversation with a lot of small business owners. So I get to hear this narrative, how they're thinking about themselves or their work or the things that they're doing. You know, maybe they lose integrity of their word. They don't trust themselves. This is a big piece. Uh, they let themselves get away with, you know, not getting the work out on time. They don't have compassion for themselves as they would for an employee or as they would for their boss. The list goes on, right? But the takeaway here is that this attitude piece that we talked about, this way of showing up as if we're going for a, you know, going for a role in our favorite company and favorite boss and or we're hiring our favorite employee this attitude piece which we're practicing 
is a practice. That's the whole thing. It's independent of the energetic piece, right? The energy generation piece, how we create, cultivate energy, life force, chi, whatever you want to call it, uh, and the habits that help us to create our work and get it out on time. This is a separate piece. This is the attitude piece, how we show up, how we you know, lean into ourselves, how we speak to ourselves. And this changes the tone. This, this influences happiness. This influences you know, how fun it is to do this work because we're, sowing, we're, we're laying the foundation. We're putting these seeds of, you know, uh, I'm going to use the word like positive reinforcement or whatever, but it's like, it's like positivity, right? It's like, it's, it's opportunity. It's, um, possibility. It's, it's not the negative spins that a lot of people tend to create once they go to do their own stuff. And I'm fully aware that a lot of people do also create the negative spin with someone else. The difference is the agreement. And when we practice showing up with enthusiasm as we often will for someone else, it helps to create enthusiasm. It's a, it's a cycle. The practice of showing up positively helps to create positivity. Everything cycles. If we show up and we let the negative practice spin, it, it perpetuates, it creates negativity as well. So, if this is the case and this you feel like you're trying to do something and effectively the work's not getting done, the things aren't getting done, the stuff's not moving, it's not improving, it's not people aren't engaging, whatever it is, because it's all the same piece, whether it's feedback, whatever, it's all coming back to how we're looking at this stuff. Maybe we can choose a different boss, right? Maybe we can choose a different employee. Maybe it's Sunday today. Maybe you can choose the boss you want to be tomorrow. Choose the employee you want to be tomorrow. Bring those two together and see how that works out for you. See what it's like to act as if. This, of course, gets wrapped up in some of the uh, work that we do in APA called boundaries because it's kind of an expectation. We're creating our own framework. How does it look to show up each day? You know, maybe you start at eight o'clock in the morning and you're, you're wearing the clothes that help you feel like the professional and you get the computer set up and you have your coffee and you, you know, your background music's on point, you got your plants around, whatever it is. It's an office of one, right? But you act as if this is your work environment. And I can tell you that this works, right? It's a practice. It takes time, but it's a completely different posture. So when you think about your work and the goals that you've got where you want to go, what kind of boss do you want? You know, what kind of person do you want to work for? And how do you want your boss to talk to you? Maybe even write this down, you know, five things. What kind of boss do you want? Five things. How do you want your boss to talk to you, to relate to you? And then on another piece of paper, what kind of employee do you want? You know, how do you want your employee to treat you? What kind of space do you want the employee to maintain? What kind of, you know, order in the office do you want them to maintain? If it was someone you were hiring, how would you want them to show up? Right, because this is the beauty of your own gig, right? Of doing your own thing. You get to dial that love-filled workplace in as much as you want. 
tomorrow if you want to, right? It is a practice though. It's a, it's a set of agreements. It's like, okay, I'm going to work, right? Or I'm done with work. I'm closing down. I'm going to set some boundaries in here. So that's the big takeaway. What this shows up like, of course, is, you know, the frustrated solopreneur business owner not getting their shit together, not getting their stuff done. Things aren't working. Uh, an inability to pivot because pivoting requires feedback and feedback is scary. And it requires the self-awareness to be out of, you know, look at what's working, what's not working, create, cultivate empathy. And it requires us to have these agreements. So this stuff is all wrapped up in self-awareness. And there's no real easy way except for to explore it. Now, if you're an employee in a bigger company, a bigger job, bigger office, whatever, I would do exactly the same thing. So often I'll talk about if you're the employee, act as if you're the boss. You know, when you sign a contract, it doesn't mean that you only live up to the contract. You can go act as if you're the best employee that you've ever seen. Who is that person? What do they look like? And you'll, I'm guaranteeing you, you'll see opportunities start to open up as well. If you're an employer and you're a boss and you've got other people working under you, you've got a small team, the question for you is, who do you want to work for? Are you, you know, if you have a, if you had a kid, a daughter, a son, something like that, would you want them to go to work for you? Are you creating the type of environment that you want to put someone that you love into this environment? Okay, so business, of course, is where we spend the most amount of time. We're here eight, 10 hours a day, more for some people, whether that's a job or your own thing, your own gig. This humanization of the business space is a lot of my work. This is the culture, is the strategy. It is the growth of the business. It's all wrapped up in the same. And if you're a solopreneur doing something on your own, this set of personal agreements, how you show up for yourself is your ticket, is your ability to actually get the thing off the ground. So on that note, if you don't have something going on your own, I recommend you create it. You do something, create a little nonprofit, do a little charity drive, do some sort of a little business, release a podcast, something, because what you're going to find out is that it's a circuit and it goes both ways. And through choosing to create, you're going to have to uh, upregulate this level of self-awareness, these tool sets, and understand how to work for yourself. Okay, because a lot of people uh, just miss out on that, and it's a great it's a great set of skills. That's it for today. If you know of anyone who is doing something on their own, whatever it might be, send it along. Of course, uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Tell people about it who are into this sort of thing, into small business. Tell people you know, and I'll see you on the next episode.